0: Good morning. morning. What a wonderful day, the sun is out, the sky is blue. It's the feast of our Blessed Mother's Assumption and best of all, all of you are here to receive our Lord in Holy Communion. How blessed are we. When visiting St. Patrick's grade school a few years ago, I asked the students in one classroom Tell me about the solemnity of the Assumption. What is it about? And one student responded, Well, that's when the church assumes that Mary is in heaven. <laughs> well, I gave partial credit for that answer, but explained that the church is not merely assuming something. The Assumption of Mary dates back to the early centuries of the church. Christians have always believed that Mary's death was a falling asleep in the Lord. It's called a dormition. And the assumption of Mary has always been pictured in religious art, particularly in the medieval ages. The formal declaration, however, of the dogma of the Assumption did not occur until 1950 when Pope Pius XII declared that dogma. That was five years after the end of the Second World War. That war had its terrible destruction of human life, of property, and virtue. And in 1950 when this doctrine was declared, the malevolent grip of Soviet-style communism was strangling Eastern Europe. It was against this background of oppression, violence, and dehumanization that this dogma was declared. Pope Pius XII, assisted by the bishops of the world, asserted this dogma on November 1st, 1950. It was a declaration that after her life on earth was finished, Mary was taken up to heaven, body and soul, and to be exalted as the queen over all things. And that doctrine of the assumption emphasizes the value of human life it's an obedient response to being our Redeemer. In the first reading today, we heard about the Ark of the Covenant in Revelation. Mary, our mother, became the Ark of the Covenant, a living tabernacle for her son in her womb, God's son, her son, And it was Mary who was at his side on the way to the cross. She accepted the role of mother of the church at the foot of the cross and was called to his side in heavenly glory. With the exception of Jesus Christ, who is the eternal word conceived by the Holy Spirit, our mother Mary is the greatest person to ever exist. She's greater than Moses and David, any other historical figure, even better than Buddha and Muhammad. Mary is the one who was conceived without sin, and she gave her life so that we have a Savior. See, Mary said yes to the angel Gabriel at the Annunciation. She represented us as mankind when she said yes. And her saying yes to the angel Gabriel allowed God to radically change her life. She nurtured and cared for that child that others wanted dead. She supported Jesus as he grew. She stood with him as he was tortured to death to complete the Father's plan of redemption. And Mary accepted John and all of us as her mother of the universe. She became our mother and she was rewarded with her total union with God at the conclusion of her earthly life. She was assumed into heaven and she's seated close to her son just a whisper away so she can pass along those petitions that we give to her as we say the rosary or in our devotion to our Mother Perpetual Help on Tuesday mornings here at this church, one of my favorite mornings. Let me give you just a personal touch as most of you know, uh, my wife Peggy and myself uh, raised eight children and it was always an exciting existence. It still is. <laughs> and one summer we were approaching 100 stitches for all of our children. <laughs> Nothing of a catastrophe nature but assorted You know, cuts, falls, accidents. So finally in desperation, we knelt down one Saturday afternoon, prayed to our mother and asked her, we placed our children under her protection. Like that, the stitches stopped. No more cuts and bruises. And don't forget that your grandchildren qualify for this as well, okay, that protection. Now, let me return. Today, pornography is ravaging our society. Let us call to Mary for help in meeting this enemy. Mary reminds us of the dignity of all women, the natural rights of every woman among us. And I call to your attention page nine of the parish bulletin today in an article entitled, My House, it's a group of men who meet now to assist in battling pornography and if anyone needs that assistance please give them a call page 9 of the bulletin. It's our obligation gentlemen to care for and protect the women in our life, whether it be little girls, teens, wives, singles, widows, the elderly, all women who need our protection in life Mary's bodily assumption is a promise of our own glorious ascension our resurrection from the grave but it can't be done without us remaining faithful to God and that service to God doesn't occur without prayer our prayer And Mary's assumption is also a call to penance. Penance for all of our sins. And this doctrine was first introduced by Pope Pius XII. He said, and I quote, there must be a spirit of penance to replace the prevalent love of pleasure. And let us call for a renewal of family life. We also know that our Blessed Mother's Assumption declares victory over death through Christ. And Saint Alphonsus Liguori wrote that there are three things that make the thought of death especially painful for all of us. They are regret, remorse, and fear see most of us have an attachment to the things of this world and that's natural. We are human beings. That's part of our existence. So there's a natural regret to let go of those things as we die. Now certainly Mary used those things of the world with the Holy Family. She dedicated her entire life to doing God's will. She didn't have that excessive attachment to the things of this world. The second painful thought about death is remorse for our sins, shame for our failings, and how we will face God's justice. Mary teaches us that we can be free of such remorse and shame when we confess our sins in the sacrament of confession, of penance, with true contrition for our sins, and then strive to live lives worthy of calling her mother. The third painful thought about death is fear about our eternal salvation. And it's a genuine fear. We should have it. And perhaps that's good for us to have that realization, how serious it is. But in this year of mercy, our Blessed Mother assures us that God's love and mercy is without limit if, that's it's a big if, we pray, confess, and repent our sins. The last words of Mary recorded in scripture are from the wedding at Cana. And she said, and I know you can remember these words, do whatever he tells you, do whatever he tells you. Five words, but very powerful words. Words that our blessed mother lived by. Words of advice for us as well. So, when, if we follow those words, we can be free from regret, from remorse, and from fear of death. Mary always helps us focus on her son, and that's the wonderful thing, the beauty about her. We turn to her, and yet she transfers that attention to her son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why we're here, to receive him in holy communion, to be one with him, not only in spirit, but physically in body and soul. His mercy, our Mother Mary tells us, is from age to age on all those who love him. And Mary teaches us the way of faith, of prayer, and repentance is the path to victory. So let us today pray, Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God love you.